Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That is a little bit of the outsize enormous talent of our next guest, Julie Banka, who's coming to the Sacred Heart Theater, which is a beautiful community theater on Friday, May 19th, for a one-woman concert called Stand By Me, and features Jason Yeager on piano as well. Julie Banka, welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show. What a pleasure. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to talk to you again. Oh, it's wonderful to chat with you. Congratulations on your great success on Broadway. Thank you. So, Julie, I was at opening night last night for New York, New York. Oh, great. And I had a wonderful time. I had a quintessential New York time because I did a little bit of a stand-up interview with Lin-Manuel Miranda. And, oh, I, I had the best, best time. And I'm, I love theater so much. I, I want to ask you, before we get to Stand By Me and what that concert's about, tell us a little bit about what you've got on board in your professional career. Are you still doing Funny Girl on Broadway? Yes, we close uh, Labor Day weekend. So, okay. um, oh, so I'm, I'm with the show for another four months. Yeah. yeah. And are you doing Thursdays regularly? Yeah, every Thursday, except there's one Thursday I'm not doing May 11th because we have two shows on Mother's Day, May 14th. So they moved my Thursday night show to Sunday night because we've got a five-show weekend. So other than May 11th, I'm, on, I'm scheduled to go on every Thursday until the end of the run. They're doing two shows on a Sunday? Yeah, every once in a while for, when there's a holiday, we do a wow. five-show weekend. Yeah. That's a lot. And so is it not a 3 o'clock matinee? Is it a 2 o'clock matinee and then an 8 p.m. performance? 2 o'clock matinee, 7.30 performance 730. For, a, for a Sunday. 
Yeah, on a what Sunday, do they do don't want to. do you do to wanna... rest up in between, Julie Banco? How do you rest up in between when you have two performances on a day? Well, well, actually, that Sunday, I'll only have one because Leah will do the matinee and I'll do the evening. So got especially. it. I got it. Okay. Um, but, but when I do a two-show day, it is, it's, it's funny. I feel like the, 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 the adrenaline gets you through the actual two-show day fine. I mean, I, I usually like to lie down between shows and, you know, maybe um, – you know, I'll, I'll have, I have a personal steamer, you know, so I do, I steam my voice. I, Ooh. I try to rest my voice, um, in the dressing room, I lie down, I stretch. Um, but, uh, you know, I take a little nap kind of a thing, have some tea, be quiet, but, mm. but, uh, it's really the, the next day. It's the day after the two show day where you wake up and you go, Oh my God, I can't move. Everything hurts. How old are you, Julie? How old are you that you can't I'm move? 34. Yeah. 34. Okay. <laughs> And I, and I run, like I, I run in races, but I'm not, you know, I, I'm not, I don't run marathons, but I, I'm like in pretty good shape, shape, you know? So it's, it's one of those things, but you're just covered in like bumps and bruises and, you know, so it's really, and your, and your voice is like, you know, after, after one show, it's okay. But after two, the next day you're like, wow, it's, it's, I mean, just playing this role, others, you know, other roles I've done two shows is. It's, it's, it's tiring, but it's not quite like this where you wake up the next day and you go, put me, I just have to get in a bath, an Epsom salt bath. And, right. You know, right. Just be well, still. Because, yeah. Funny Girl is a tour de force. I mean, and it's you, you, you. Is there, is there any scene in Funny Girl where you're not on stage? Uh, there are two numbers in, in the second act where I can kind of take a break. There's uh, Who Taught Her Everything She Knows, which is Mrs. Bryce and Eddie. And then there's a, a number that uh, Nick has called temporary arrangement. And those are the two numbers where I can actually sit down or, or maybe go pee. <laughs> but are other any than of that, them in the movie, Julie Banco? I don't remember either one of those. Uh, I, I think who taught her everything she knows was in it, but honestly, I've only no. seen the movie one time. Yeah, and no. so it's not, I don't remember. No, I don't think uh, so. I've seen the movie about 20 times. I would remember. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, I, I watched wow. the movie once before my callback just so that I had some sense of it. But I, uh, I I didn't know the show very well, so I sort of it'll it'll all feel different when I watch it again when this is all over. <laughs> yes, and and in the time that we've since that we've spoken, have you had any um, reach out from Barbara Streisand? No, no. Too bad for her. She should have done that. Well. She should have because you know the story of you as an understudy who makes it and who becomes a star in her own right with this beautiful career that you're building, you know, it's a very funny girl story. I mean, and it's a very, you know, it couldn't be more like art imitates life, imitates art. It's beautiful, actually. So, yeah. Yeah. Very excited for you. And Julie, so past Funny Girl or along with it, are you working on any TV projects? Have any other opportunities been offered to you? Uh, You know, more more auditions and stuff have come up, and uh, I – I'm not quite sure yet what is going to happen after Funny Girl, but, um, you know, got some irons in the fire kind of a thing. So we'll just all see. We'll have to wait and see what happens. So tell us about Stand By Me. Tell us about this concert that you've prepared for Friday, May 19th at Sacred Heart. Um, so Stand By Me is a it's a show, a cabaret, a one-woman, you know, a concert of and stories basically of my life. Uh, understudying in different shows, you know, up until now. And uh, I've done, uh, you know, before Funny Girl, I was an understudy. I did, I was a swing and I was a vacation swing and I was a, 
I was an understudy, and then in Funny Girl I was a standby, and now I'm an alternate. And so there are all these different titles of understudies, you know. So and they all do different things, and I've done all of them. I've done all of the different understudy things you can do in in um, on you know Broadway and tours. So I I sort of teach all the audience like what is each thing, you know, and how are they different, and what what are you what are your different responsibilities, and um, and I go through, you know, I understudied in. Spring Awakening and in Les Miserables and Fiddler on the Roof. Um, so I, I, ta- I tell stories of my days understudying in those shows. And then, of course, some of the stories of understudying in Funny Girl and go through sort of the different challenges and, and, and the highs and lows that, that come with these moments where you're sort of on call and things happen at the last second and you're just under, you know, got adrenaline pumping, you know, through your veins and all the kind of onstage mishaps that happens, all of the backstage stuff that happens. Um, and then just sort of the life of an actor, it's like, you know, all the rejection we face and, you know, then to just get these opportunities, um, and, and sort of, you know, get a chance to, to persist and, and learn, the tenacity and discipline required for a life, you know, in the theater, which is just a life of constant, constant rejection. So that's why you have to really celebrate the things that, that do go well and that happen for you. Yeah, you really need an iron ego, I think, to withstand all of this. We're chatting with Julie Banco. You know, and it's really, as I'm listening to you, you know, it's very, it's instructive in a way because, you know, we keep reading about how, this generation coming up, maybe even your own, but really not. You're a millennial, right? Right below yeah, the I'm millennials. A millennial. Yeah, right below the millennials. They seem to be unusually fragile, can't cope with any disappointment or rejection. And, you know, you're willingly entering into this world where you have to know that rejection is nine out of ten times, right? It's one out of ten times that you oh, get yeah. part, right? Yeah, or less. It's it's crazy. I mean, I will say I had so one of the best things that's come out of this whole story uh, for me has been the number of, you know, talking about, you know, Gen Z and stuff. These these kids who reach out to me on Instagram and TikTok who they I mean, I get so many messages every single day from them telling me your story has inspired me Mm -hmm. to uh, to follow my dream, to be the best that I can be in whatever it is that I do, to many, many of them saying, you know, it, it crystallized, you know, my, my, uh, you know, it, it crystallized my, you know, my decision to, to, to pursue my dream and, and be an actor. I mean, there are certainly a lot of young actors who are like, my story has given them hope. And that is so cool. But so many of them are writing to me being, you know, saying this story has given me hope to pursue whatever it is that I want, you know, even if it's not acting. And so it's really kind of amazing to see um, the effect it's had on the younger generation. And hopefully it will help, you know, help them get through their own disappointments and stuff. Cause that one of the things I talk about in the show, uh, there's like, there's a story that I tell, which is that, you know, I was <laughs> between shows one day in hell's kitchen in a, in a store I was going on that night and I heard, you know, this customer in the store talking to the owner of the shop uh, saying they're talking about Barbara Streisand's book that's coming out this, uh, this, this fall. And they said, uh, the customer said to the 
owner, oh, you know, I heard they have tickets on sale tonight for Funny Girl, but it's the understudy. And uh, mm. I was just standing there, you know, mm, with, wow. and, uh, you know, and then, and I, and, and the owner said, I heard the understudy is pretty good. Um, and the guy, the, the client said, yeah, yeah, you know, I heard that too, but who wants to see the show without Leah? You know, and then he left and I had to stand there and listen to that oh, in person. And then I had to go to the theater and do the show, you know, and in your head you're thinking, you know, and you know, you know, you're like, of course, some people have bought tickets to see me. But I, you know, you can't shake these feelings of like people are disappointed, uh, you know, that it's me, that they they got the little white slip of paper. Mm-hmm. And then to hear it, you know, sort of spoken aloud right before you have to go do it, it's like, part of being an understudy is coping with those feelings and then still going out and giving it your all and, and get, learning to get over that and get work through that, um, that feeling. And, and so I don't, I like, I tell that story in the show and I think that it's, it's helpful for people to hear because no matter what you're, what you're dealing with, even if you're not in the business, you know, even if you're not in show business, it's like, and we all have to deal with that kind of um, that kind of disappointment and, and, you know, learn how to get through how others think about things and, you know, and find your own strength. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm listening to you and I'm thinking that, and you, I know that you come from a family of teachers, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, in drama and in acting and in dancing and in singing. And I'm just thinking to myself that there's a germ there of another career for you or, or if not an alternative career, because you're going to be a great star and you already are, but that there's something else that you might want to consider crafting to contribute in the way of some kind of enrichment curriculum by telling this story to kids in high school where they Mm -hmm. can really learn about resilience and about ego and self-esteem from somebody in the arts. And it doesn't have to just be you. Think about all your friends and your colleagues (laughs) that can go out there from the actor's studio and tell stories with a smile about pursuing their passion and knowing going in that they're going to be rejected. And I just think that there's a generation of people who need to hear that message. I do. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I agree. And I try, you know, I do, I do various like master classes or I teach privately. 
you know, yeah, although my teaching has been uh, this year, it's been a little too crazy. So it's been, been, I haven't been teaching as much, but, but I, I do try and when I teach, you know, be very real about all that stuff, because I think a lot of people feel they just, it's so easy to get disheartened. Um, It is. It is. And, and so it's just to say, oh, well, you know, I auditioned for this many, uh, yeah, I auditioned for Phantom of the Opera this many times and I never booked it, you know, and right, now it's, right, you know, exactly. or whatever but it is. there's value you know? in that because the person yeah. standing in front of them with a smile on their face and they're not falling apart. I mean, that's my point. Right. They're not falling yeah. apart. And that story about you in the, in the little store before you were going on, that's quite a story to reveal. I think that... You know what? I think that's beautiful that you're telling that story, Julie Banco, because it's very relatable to all of us. We've all felt like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, we've all had that moment where we think we are whatever, and then somebody tries to put a chink in our armor, and it does hurt. I and mean, there's no question about it. It's wounding. But you got back up, and I bet you gave a fantastic performance, Julie. I bet Sometimes it's, it's the those are the best performances you give because mm-hmm. you you know yeah. you're you're working you're just you're you get a fire under your belly. And, yeah, <laughs> like I'm going to show know. you, right? Yeah, right. Exactly, exactly. We're chatting with Julie Benko, who's going to be at the community theater in Fairfield, her hometown, on Friday, May 19th. So, what's it going to be like for you to be you know walking out on that stage? I think it's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, I do too. I'm really excited to come back and, you know, just uh, I think there are going to be a lot of people from, you know, high school, middle mm-hmm. school, um, you know, my teachers from who really helped shape, you know, shape the performer and the person I became, I am now. And so I think it's going to be a real celebration. Um, I I just, did this show uh we debuted my husband and i uh, jason yeager who's my pianist and also my spouse um he he and i did this show this past friday in westchester at the emelin theater oh, that's and a great uh theater in mamaroneck right yes nice. in mamaroneck and it mm-hmm. was it was such a it was so much fun it was um it was a really special night but you know and there were people there that i know i have some family in westchester and 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 stuff but for the most part it was strangers and mm-hmm. it was so well received from strangers that i'm like oh I, i'm excited to bring it to people who are who know you. mostly you know who are gonna i who have been part of the story you know and and who were there who witnessed a lot of a lot of this stuff and um you know my first professional job when i got my equity card was the first national tour of spring awakening and i you know i was 19 and um still very much, you know, back and forth between Connecticut and New York. And, and so minute. I think did a lot you of those... play? Wait, wait, did you play Leah Michelle's role in Spring Awakening? I, so I was a swing in Spring Awakening, which is I, I understudied all five female roles, including wow. Leah Michelle's role. Wow. Yeah. And I did go on for that role, um, uh, which is the role she takes her top off on stage. Yes, I remember. <laughs> yes. Listen, I saw Spring Awakening, yeah. so this was my mistake. I saw it with Leah Michelle and Jonathan Groff, the original and uh-huh. I took my daughter, who was then 15 or 14, and all of a sudden I'm seeing Jonathan Cross Tushy on the stage. And my hand goes out. <laughs> you know how your hand goes out on a seatbelt to your kid in the front seat? My uh-huh. hand goes way out over her eyes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Like, what? what? What am I seeing on a Broadway stage? And, and I'm like, what did I take you to? I don't understand. I thought Broadway was always, by definition, G-rated. 
And um, and after the moment passed, and she's like, "Are you kidding me, mommy? Get me, get your hands off my, of my arm." And this became, by the way, one of her favorite shows. Naturally, it's a great um, show. I mean, yeah. it's a really great. Okay, show. but it was very risque, and um, yes, it was. And yeah. I felt, I personally felt like I had not been informed of how risque it was. I'm just going to say that. But Joanna adored okay. the show. Yeah. I, I I remember seeing it. I got. I think I saw it when I was 17 or something for my birthday. And uh, and I saw it, and I was like, I have to be in the show. And then within two years, I was. Um, <gasps> yeah. Wow. You know, I'm thinking that your story really lends itself to, at the very least, a Lifetime movie. If not, okay. its own <laughs> Apple series of six episodes. Because it's, it's, it's like its own smash, in a way. You know, and it's not well, even finished yet. Saying, but you're on the way. Yeah. yeah, I've been saying I want to write a, a show, you know, like a, like sort of like The Office meets Broadway, mm. <laughs> you know, what it's, what it's like to be sort of sit backstage and, and have it be, this is, it's a day job in a way. So there's a lot of, it, it seems glamorous and there are these exciting moments. And then actually the day to day of it is you're sitting in a sort of a, a dressing room that has no windows and you're sitting around with your, you know, with seven other understudies and you're all kind of like, you know, just sitting yeah. around and You're like the pinch and, hitter. You're the pinch hitter yeah, in the baseball game. You always have to be ready for the home stuff. run. You got to yeah, be ready for the home run. A lot of crazy stuff happens yeah. backstage, you know. There have been times where, where you know, somebody, a stage manager runs up and at intermission, they're like, you're on. You know, I haven't gone on for Fanny at intermission. I've gone on in other shows at intermission. But, uh, but you know, the swings, well, the understudies were in our own little room. And half the time we're playing a game where we, you know, throw burritos at each other or something. <laughs> you know, we have like, we, you know, and or, or we're just doing other stuff. I mean... And then, and then suddenly they come up, they're like, you're on. And so you're rushing into hair and makeup to, to get in the show. And, you know, things can change at any second. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and then when you go on, you know, when you're an understudy, you only, when you go to understudy rehearsal, which is usually about once a week, um, you know, you, you're only ever rehearsing with the other understudies. So, you know, there's usually not enough people there at understudy rehearsal to play all the roles so if you're somebody you know like in Fiddler on the Roof I I understudied eight different parts and so in an understudy rehearsal I would be switching back and forth between all the roles between you and you you and you and you I don't know how you memorize the the whole show I mean that you know there is a there has got to be some kind of genius part of an actor who plays uh, who who professionally understudies a lot because because you have to know everything it's it's definitely like it requires a certain kind of organizational mind and i think yes. you know i really i liked i liked being in school you know i liked because i was i was good at school i was good at being organized with my schoolwork and i think that that really helped me you know be a, a good understudy because it's so much about just creating the materials that you need as a resource and doing all of your own homework you can't really rely on other people to teach it to you um, because by the time they get around to it, you may have already gone on because the, in the, you know, understudies usually don't have rehearsal until a show has already opened. So during previews, you know, they're, they're making changes every day and the cast is, the regular cast is still learning the show. So the understudies are sort of the last thing from anybody's mind. And half the time, you know, they don't, you don't have costumes yet because they, they're just, they're just focused on getting the show ready. So your job is really just to, 
learn it all yourself and be ready in case you go on without any rehearsal. Uh, so you have to be just extremely organized. And, you know, I would come home and, and, you know, when I covered eight different roles or whatever it was, I would have color coded versions of everything. And I'd make these sort of little Bibles of, you know, okay, now you go off stage left wing three and you drop off the bucket and then you pick up this prop and you enter from stage, you know, left wing two and make sure you don't, uh, make sure you cross upstage of George or you're going to hit each other, you know, and you'll, <laughs> you'll break your nose, you know? So there's all this little stuff that you're thinking about that's not even how do I give a good acting performance, but just how do I keep everybody safe mm-hmm. and how do I make sure I'm in the right spot? And, and, and so I keep everybody else, I don't mess up everybody else's performance and they're all going to help you. They're all like, if, especially if it's your first time, they call it shove with love and everybody is just sort of pulling you around to make sure you're in the right place. Because half the time you really, haven't gotten any sort of put in rehearsal with the regular cast and you you're the first time you're on is often the first time that you're getting to do it, you know, on the stage with uh, the lights and the costumes and, and the people. Um, so oh, you're Julie really just, Banco, we, um, we have, we've so enjoyed getting to know you again. You have to keep coming back on the show whenever you've got something fabulous to, you know, promote, whether it's here on Broadway, wherever your concert is called Stand By Me. It features your husband, Jason Yeager, on piano, Friday, yep. May 19th. If you don't get tickets quickly, it's going to be sold out very, very fast. I know that. Uh, Julie Banco, thank you so much for sharing your stories and your talent with us today. And we wish you great continued success. Your hometown is pulling for you. Oh, thank you so much. I can't wait to come back. You bet. Julie Banco on the Lisa Wexer Show today. And we'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 